Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from Psalm 1, the first two verses. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So far our text. Blessed is the man. We seek blessings. We desire blessings in our lives. And God tells us exactly where to find these blessings. In Psalm 1, he gives us where to find him in both negative and positive terms. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. As we also heard this morning, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, because the way of the wicked will perish and they will not see any good come. Jesus tells his disciples and those around him, Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Jesus is speaking to those whose God is their belly, who goes from one thing to the next, seeking what the next great thing will be, never fully satisfied with what they have. We'll sing in a few moments, Trust not in rulers, they are but mortal. Earthborn they are and soon decay. Vain are their counsels at life's last portal when the dark grave engulfs its prey. Oftentimes we think, okay, if we get just the right people in office, whether it's the White House or the Capitol or even just the Senate and the House of Representatives, that if we get just the right people, everything will work out just fine. If we do just the right things, and then we find out that we get those just right people, and they crumble, just like the not right people. And we think, oh, okay, if I have all of this going on, especially if I feel full and fully blessed by God, and all these things, I can pass on this legacy to my children and my grandchildren. Yeah, once you're gone... They get to decide whatever they want to do with it. If they want to decide to just chuck chuck all of it and do something else, that's their right. Because your plans end when you enter the ground. So also with the rulers, they are but mortal. They can only do so much. And then it's time for the next ones. And unfortunately, many times they are corrupted by walking in the counsel of the wicked, instead of saying, blessed by the Lord. Blessed is the man who does not stand in the way of sinners. Sinners will not be able to stand in the congregation of the righteous. And as one of the many times, Jesus says, woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Often reminds us of the great verse, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And like the rich young ruler who came to Jesus asking, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And he goes away sorrowful because he's told to give away everything he has and give it to the poor. And Jesus turns to his disciples and says, it is easier for the camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. 
because we get money. And it's almost enough. If we can just get a little bit more, and then we get a little bit more, and then just a little bit more. And it goes on and on and on. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing like the love of money and wanting to accumulate security for yourself financially. It can be also being too churchy. Like Jesus says in his Sermon on the Mount, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. Many people talk about those pastors who love to have all the bells and whistles in the worship service and have processions every Sunday and all of the, the great and glorious things for the, that we keep for the high feast. And say, oh, just, they just love to be able to be seen by the people. You go the other side of it as well. Those who just want to have just the right music to turn the emotions just so and manipulate the way the congregation is thinking throughout the service. What do they do it? Well, again, they want to have control because they like to have that be seen and recognized. And for those who love to be recognized, yes, when they're recognized, they've received their consolation. And that's all they're going to get. Eventually, those who thrive on that and need that to survive will be like the people in Jeremiah's day. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Very wonderful phrase there. Salt is a wonderful preservative and flavor enhancer. But if it's all you have, you're going to get really sick of it really quick. And the parched places, reminding us elsewhere in the Psalms, the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. In Psalm 50, David talks about our God comes. He does not keep silence. Before him is a devouring fire. Around him a mighty tempest. And even his people aren't safe from it. He goes on in Jeremiah later to say, I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, a layer of jackals, and I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without inhabitant. That even those who thought, okay, well, no, I live in Jerusalem. I'm next to the temple. You know, nothing will touch me. Jerusalem got destroyed twice because there were generations who thought, yeah, nobody can touch us because God's temple is here. And God said, okay, let me touch you then. And made, made it a desolation both times. Because they thought they knew better. They thought they were safe. Which then leads into the third negative statement. Blessed is the man who does not sit in the seat of scoffers. Scoffers is another wonderful word. Similar to mocking and laughing. Because that is exactly what scoffers do. And exactly what Paul is having to talk to the Corinthians about in our epistle lesson this morning. If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Jesus isn't raised from the dead. And then he takes that to its logical conclusion. If Jesus isn't raised from the dead, what hope do you have? Your faith is futile. 
Very much like most of the people who were standing at the foot of the cross, scoffing at Jesus as a crucified Messiah. If you are the King of the Jews, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross that we might worship you. And on and on it goes. And what happens after Jesus breathes his last? All the crowds that had assembled for the spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, returned home beating their breasts. They were scoffing. They were laughing. And by the end of the day, they were mourning and weeping over the great things that they had witnessed. Because some of them truly believed they had scoffed at God. Most of them probably didn't realize exactly the the extent of it, but they knew something had gone terribly wrong. So blessed is the man who does none of those things. But what does the blessed man do? His delight is in the law of the Lord. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. The righteous are those who delight in hearing God's word. Blessed is the man who trusts who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. We saw earlier, mortals can no help afford. Place all your trust in Christ our Lord, because that's the only place where your trust truly brings about blessings, brings about a great return and a great reward, as Jesus says. So as we'll sing at the end of the service, I am trusting thee to guide me. Thou alone, sh- thou alone shalt lead every day and hour, supplying all my need. Because that's the trust that we need to have. The trust in our Lord. Not only that he lived and he died and he rose again, but he daily and richly provides me everything I need for this body and life. That's the delighting in the law of the Lord. That's the meditating on a day and night. That meditation that causes us to be hated by others, to be excluded from things, reviled and spurned on account of our faith. Because that is the hardest part of the gospel. People will hate you. People will exclude you from things. They will revile and spurn you for believing in Jesus. And that's one of the things Jesus tells us over and over again that we have to bear. Because that's exactly what the prophets had to bear. As the fathers and previous generations of the multitude around Jesus, that's what they did. They scoffed. They mocked the true prophets. Praised the false prophets. who said, no, no, nothing bad is ever going to happen. And they spurned anyone who said anything different. So we sang a few moments ago, Create in me a new heart, Lord, that gladly I obey your word. Let what you will be my desire, and with new life my soul inspire. Even in the midst of the hardships and all the things that happen in this world, because we are Christians, we take comfort in the fact that we are Christians. And that because we are Christians, Christ looks favorably on us. And that on the last day he will raise us up to be with him. And so we see what the psalm tells us. In all that he does, he prospers. He is like a tree that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. It does not cease to bear fruit. That is the blessed life 
of the Christian. Knowing that even in the worst of the storms, in the worst of the trials, we still bear fruit for God. We still have leaves that do not wither, that are always green. So Jesus says, blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. And he says, when all these bad things happen to you, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. And that's exactly where we see the prospering in its fulfillment. I want to close with the words of John's revelation. When he sees the new Jerusalem descending from heaven, where he sees the prosperity there on display. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. This is the prospering of the blessed man, being able to live in the presence of God, seeing him face to face, and knowing and seeing and feeling his love surrounding you always. Amen.